It's time for Decal Download, your source for news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. We'll hear from Commissioner Amy M. Jacobs and special guests to give you an update on all things Decal. This is Decal Download. Downloading now. And welcome back to Decal Download. I'm Rich Griffin, Chief Communications Officer here at the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning with Commissioner Amy Jacobs. Starting May 17th, applications will be open for the $1,000 power supplemental payments. That's providing our workforce essential recognition. The payments were announced earlier this year by Governor Brian Kemp and Commissioner Jacobs, a one-time $1,000 bonus payment to some 65,000 early learning professionals and staff. The bonuses will be funded through the Federal Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security, or CARES Act. And Commissioner, today we have some important updates on that application process. We do. We have um, a really important update. I know everyone is eager to know exactly when the official process begins, and we've been working uh, behind the scenes uh, very, very hard with a very small but mighty team to make sure our process goes smoothly uh, to pay 65,000 individuals who we've never paid before. And I know that's really hard for some folks to understand, but that's just the way it works. You know, these are private childcare businesses that employ these teachers and staff. They're not our employees. So in many cases, we don't even know their names. And so we're having to build a lot of systems internally and work with some other external partners to make sure that um, we can do this effectively and efficiently. And it is coming very, very soon. So that's the good news. On top of that, you know, request from the employees that, hey, could you make the payment directly to me? Uh, right. Not wanting to create a tax uh, liability or burden for the owners of child care programs. Add all that together with uh, 65,000 folks. And uh, it's exciting, but there, there are a lot of details. And um, we appreciate people's patience as we've gone through this process. But uh, as we say, we're about to turn on the power. And uh, talking to us uh, today about that is Christy Moore, Director of Professional Learning here at DECAL. Barb McQuethy is uh, Workforce Support Manager uh, at DECAL. Also joining us today, Nina Bryant-Hunter, Early Childhood Center Director at the Coastal Georgia Area Community Action Authority, Uh, in the uh, Brunswick area serving coastal Georgia. Ladies, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us. So Christy, let's start with you. The power bonuses first announced back in late January. Here we are in May. What's been happening on this project in the meantime? And um, we've already mentioned the logistics may be a little challenging (laughs) in this case. Yes, like you said, um, there's a lot to think about. I wouldn't necessarily call it challenging, but I would say there's been a lot that we've had to really think through and figure out in order to make sure that we do this right. Um, And so a couple of things we've had to do. The first thing after the announcement was made was we really had to think through um, eligibility. Who would be eligible? uh, What kind of programs are eligible given the funding source um, for this being federal funds? We had to make sure that we were in alignment with those expectations of what kinds of programs would be eligible. Um, And then we had to decide, okay, so um, who working in those programs are going to be eligible? It was really important to Commissioner Jacobs and Governor Kemp that we uh, pay people who are supporting families and teachers, I mean, families and children directly. 
Um, so we had to think through what does that mean? What are the roles that um, are really doing that and providing that support and have been during this um, public health emergency? Um, and then we had to decide how are we going to pay these people? Um, as you said, we don't have a system for paying people directly yet. Uh, we will um, after we finish this uh, power payment process. So that's good news. But uh, we heard loudly and clearly from teachers and providers that um, we wanted to pay the individual directly instead of paying the program. So once we had all of that information, then we were able to begin working with our IT department to actually build the um, infrastructure and the um, application that would allow us to be able to pay um, individuals directly. And then also working with Care Solutions, our partner in this process, to get those teacher pieces built. They will be paying teachers directly. So working with our, their IT department um, to make sure that their applications are built correctly as well. And then last but not least, we are in the process now of training staff to understand the eligibility requirements because once the application closes, they'll be looking at every individual application of those 65,000 to make a determination of eligibility. So that's where we are now is finishing up the IT process and training staff to do the eligibility review when the application closes. So it has been a lot, um, but we're in a really good place to launch on May 17th and then be able to review and approve applications after the application period closes on June 11th. Mm. So Barb, the power supplemental payments are for the early education workforce and staff, but specifically remind us who qualifies. <laughs> it might be easier to say who doesn't. <laughs> Pretty much Pretty much everyone. I mean, we've got family child care, and if they have um, support staff like aides or whatever that work for them, um, they can have up to, um, I believe it's three additional people um, that would qualify child care center directors, assistant directors, teachers, assistant teachers, floaters, bus drivers, the cook, the maintenance janitorial staff, anybody who has kept that program running, you know, with our home, uh, with our Head Start staff, we've got some of the um, home visitation staff, early Head Start staff, just anybody who's been able to keep these programs running so that at first, um, you know, the emergency responders, um, those essential workers could go to work and know that there was a place for their children. And then as people started having different businesses open up, there were places for children to go while their parents had to work. So it's a really long, inclusive list. Uh, Nina, we've been talking about uh, the world inside of DECAL, kind of behind the curtain of all the work that's going on to prepare to actually make the payments. We want to know uh, from you, because you're in the field closest to our child care workforce, what's been the response of the early education workforce to the power payments? I think it's been, uh, for me and seeing our team, it's been a lot of excitement. And being a part of the Head Start world, so to speak, to, to see that Head Start was included in this process, it was really exciting. And I think I speak on behalf of all Georgia Head Start directors, a huge thanks to Commissioner Jacobs and the team at DECAL for considering Head Start in the supplemental pay. Um, it was well received by our staff. Um, everybody was really excited. Like you said earlier, Reg, we got the information back in January. And of course there was a little lapse time. So the excitement turns into anxiety about, is this really going to happen? Right. And so um, 
I just think um, there was a lot of communication from DCAL. DCAL was very transparent about the process, um, about giving tentative dates from when we would see it. Um, like we got the information in January, everybody was excited. And then staff started getting a little antsy about, is it going to happen? Our partners and friends at Department of Education are receiving their funding. And mm -hmm. so we said, just be patient. And in mid-March, we got the FAQs and we were able to share that with our team to let them know um, what was going on and what to expect. And then the recent information that came down as far as the FAQs and the updates in May. So it's been, it's been great information from DECAL great communication, and we're really excited to be able to honor our staff for, to us, they are frontline staff because they they risk their lives to kind of come out and be there to provide quality childcare for individuals who had essential workers who had to go back to work. So we are very grateful. Yeah, we feel like uh, childcare workers are essential workers in uh, working with the essential workforce uh, that's out there. What are some of the common questions, Nina, that you're hearing from the workforce about the payments and the process? Um, really just more of the questions have been um, in line with the process. How's it gonna happen? When would the applications roll out? Which we found out today that's gonna happen very, very soon. So it's been a lot about the process. Um, again, more so who will be responsible for ensuring that the individuals receive the payment. And so based on the FAQs, again, very informative it lists the steps. It says that there's a two-step process. Employers will be responsible for the initial step and employees would then be responsible for confirming information. So a lot of the questions have just been around, been around the, the when and the how. Mm -hmm. We are talking about supplemental payments to about 65,000 early learning professionals and staff. And we have reached the point where applications will open May 17th. So that is just around the corner and we are all <laughs> holding our breath. We have a lot of things that are happening on May 17th at DECAL. Um, so walk us through the process first for child care programs, directors, and then the individual employees. Um, so as Nina said, it is a two-step process. Um, and I think that's important to remember as we're going through the process for um, our administrators and our teachers and our, our other individuals who will be paid. It's important for them to remember it's a two-step process. The first process is what's happening on May 17th, which is the application that the administrator will complete in DECAL Koala. So that could be the child care center director or owner. It could be the family child care learning home provider, whoever is the administrator of that program. And so they'll go in and when they open their application in DECAL Koala, they'll get a list of everyone associated with their program who has a criminal background check um, that is current that has been completed. And they'll need to go through that list and determine who's eligible and anyone who's not, maybe they don't work there anymore, maybe they don't meet the requirements, delete them out. And then at that point, everyone who is eligible, they have to provide some information for us. Um, how many hours per week does the person work? Um, what was their hire date? Um, as well as there's some information around verification of lawful presence and employment that has to be done. Um, so that will all be available in the application and um, the verification documents, the, the administrator can print those out, give them to the individuals to complete. It does have to be notarized. 
So um, making sure that that's done and then they'll upload all of that back into the application. Um, don't worry uh, if you don't remember all the steps, if you're listening and you're gonna be responsible for this, we're gonna have a tutorial video available for you as well as some documents to support you through the process and we will be available via um, email to help you as well. So don't worry if you're listening and you don't remember all the steps, we're gonna be here to support you through it. Once that's done, and the application closes on June 11th, then we'll complete our process on our end of verifying the eligibility. Once the eligibility is verified, at that point, it goes over to Care Solutions, who is our partner in the process. And they will be making individual contact to every single eligible person. So it's important that if you are an eligible person who's gonna be getting a $1,000 payment that you keep an eye on your email. Whatever email you give us in the application, you need to be checking that email because they are going to email you and they're going to ask you a few questions. They're going to ask you to verify that the information we have is accurate and correct. They're going to ask you to verify your social security number as well as your address. And then they're going to ask you, how do you want your payment? Do you want a paper check or do you want an electronic deposit? If you want a paper check, what address do you want it to go to? If you want an electronic deposit, what is your bank account information? Um, all of that will happen after June 11th when the application closes. Um, and so that's that two-step process. There's the administrator piece um, that has to be the verification of the employee, um, employment at the center or the family child care learning home. And then there's the individual piece that has to be the verification of the individual's personal information. I know one of the questions I'm getting a lot and we're hearing sometimes through social media is if you are an employee, um, the main thing you really need to do right now is to make sure you're registered on Georgia PDS, all your information is up to date, that you have an email that is uh, in use and unique to you. Uh, I think sometimes people might put in a generic email from their center, but we need one that goes uh, to you. And um, that's kind of their role at this point until they get that email from Care Solutions, right? Yeah, that's really important. And another thing on the Georgia PDS, when they create their account, the account just needs to show as pending or um, active or in, I think it's in, I forget the third. Incomplete. Incomplete. Those three are not going to prevent you um, from receiving your payment because some people like cooks and bus drivers normally don't have a Georgia PDS number, but they need to create an account because that's going to help us with the tracking system. So for them, you know, they don't need to upload transcripts and all of that. So if it shows as those three categories, you're going to be fine. If you go into PDS and it shows that you're inactive, that just means you haven't checked your account in a while and just go in, open your profile, make sure everything's correct. And that should take care of it. And that will make it active. Um, so it's not going to be a problem. I know we've been getting a lot of emails about it. it keeps showing pending. I don't know what to do. And it's, you're fine. Don't worry about it. It's just that you don't have a complete account like a teacher or a director might have. And that's okay. And um, explain again, Christy, if you will, Care Solutions, uh, folks may not be familiar with them. They are a partner uh, with us in, um, in this process. How did we, how did we choose them and, and what role are they playing? 
Yeah, Care Solutions is an Atlanta-based company. They do a lot of application development support. They also have a professional development arm of their company. Um, and our listeners will know them best as the company that administers our Decal Scholars program. So they have a lot of history and experience of making payments to the early learning workforce. So when we uh, realized we were going to pay 65,000 individuals a payment, who better to go to than those that um, already understand the process and already understand our workforce? So um, they will be the ones who will be reaching out to the individuals. So teachers, um, cooks, bus drivers, whoever might be eligible, um, they need to be looking for an email from either a caresolutions.com email address or a decalpowerpayments.com email address. Um, and check your, check your spam, check your junk box, make sure that you don't miss it. Um, and Care Solutions will be the ones who, again, will verify your individual information and will actually issue the payment to you. All right, so we, we gave the big date of May 17th. This is when the application, the application opens. Uh, they're being accepted through June 11th. So there's a little bit of time for our programs and the individual teachers and staff to get everything together. But I know the million dollar question is, so how soon will people begin receiving the actual bonus? When will they receive the $1,000? We've been getting that question a lot too. That's a great question. Um, Again, this whole process takes time. We're building an infrastructure to pay individuals from scratch. Um, so we appreciate the patience that um, our workforce has shown through this process. So um, we will be starting the review process after June 11th. So that very next Monday, June 11th is a Friday. So that very next Monday, we'll start the review process. Every single day, we will send any applications that we've reviewed that are eligible to Care Solutions, and then Care Solutions will begin their process. So depending on how long it takes individuals to respond to Care Solutions and do that individual verification process, I would say we'll see payments start rolling um, mid to late June, and then they'll continue to roll for a couple of months after that um, because we're not going to wait until everyone is verified eligible to make payments. We're going to do it on a rolling basis. So um, we're going to be sending that every night to Care Solutions. These are the people from today that have been verified eligible. Go ahead and contact them. So we'll see rolling payments for a period of a couple of months until everyone has been verified eligible. We've trained our staff who are going to be doing the eligibility to start with the applications that were submitted first um, and then to work chronologically through the process until every application has been reviewed. Um, Christy and Barb, let's address some of the questions we've received through social media. And Nina mentioned this uh, a minute ago. Pre-K teachers in public schools received their payments earlier than pre-K teachers in private programs. Why is that? Well, I think it's because they work for the, while they're working in the school district, the system is in place where the payments can be easily transferred to the school district and directly put into their paycheck. We don't have that system because, as we've shared, if there's 65,000 people who aren't on our payroll um, and we have to create the whole system from scratch. But because they are tied to a school system, all their banking information, all their any of the information that's required is already in their HR system. And so it was just a matter of transferring the funds. Yeah, that's a benefit. Uh, to them and a yeah. little bit of a challenge on our side. Right. Uh, but everybody's going to get their payments, as Christy uh, just explained. Just be a little patient with us here because it's a, it's a slightly different infrastructure right. uh, on the payment side. So that's great. 
Right. Well, in many school systems, and we had communication with them, decided to make those payments to their teachers before they even received their funding from the Department of Education. Mm. Um, you know, the Department of Education did the same thing that we're doing, um, but they didn't release those payments until March or April. But many school systems paid their teachers much earlier um, with the guarantee that they would be receiving those funds directly from either the Department of Education or from, from DECAL. So everybody did a little bit different. They knew we were all going to send them the money and they wanted to get their teachers paid quickly and they could do that. So um, it took a risk, I guess you could say, and went ahead and paid some of those teachers um, earlier. So I know a question that we're going to receive. Um, so we might as well just go, go ahead and ask it. Are the bonuses taxable? <laughs> Tax yes. experts, Barb and Christy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Care Solutions, part of the process of confirming all their all the um, individual's information is at the end of the year, they the individuals will each receive a 1099 form that they will be able to put and take to their tax preparer to help them with it. Um, I have been getting questions on asking me where in their tax form they need to put it. And my response was, please wait until we get you the money and then go to your tax preparer. I am not the person you want helping you prepare your taxes. (laughs) But they will be getting a 1099 form at the end of the year. And another question, are ECE professionals that work at a licensed exempt program eligible to receive a bonus? Yeah, this is, a, this is a question we've been getting a lot as well. Um, and again, we mentioned that this is federal funding that's coming to us as part of the CARES Act. And there are some requirements around who can receive federal funding. So the eligible programs are going to be our licensed child care centers, our licensed child care, uh, our licensed family child care learning homes, um, our Department of Defense programs as well as our Head Start and Early Head Start programs, and then, of course, our Georgia's Pre-K. Um, anyone who's not in one of those categories is unfortunately not um, going to be eligible for these payments. Again, um, it just has to do with the funding source, and it has to do with how the money flows. So um, at this time, we have made the decision to pay as many eligible programs and as many eligible individuals as we can. Um, but unfortunately, there are going to be a few out there that are not going to be eligible. Right. So Nina, did we cover everything you're hearing in these questions, or do you have a burning question that you want to you wanna ask? I don't know if this is necessarily a burning question, but um, just as it relates to eligibility, um, I know early on I did read that um, you must be employed by an eligible program six weeks prior to the application date and that you must be um, working at least 20 hours a week. Is that still in place as it relates to eligibility? Yes. Yes, those are still in place. So the date for, since the application is opening on May 17th, they would need to be hired on or before April 5th to be eligible. All right. All right. Well, I think all questions have been answered. Very informative podcast. I'm excited (laughs) and happy about the opportunity to participate. Well, we sure hope so. And we know if there are other questions um, that you have, and, and maybe one came up as uh, you heard the discussion on today's podcast, the email is supplementalpayments at decal.ga.gov. We monitor that uh, email uh, on a regular basis, and we will get right back with you. Um, and, and, and listen, there are no, you know, people say I've got a stupid question. Sometimes there are no stupid questions. Uh, this is a fairly new process. Uh, we are kind of learning as we go. And so, uh, we've answered as many questions as we can. 
on our frequently asked questions. They're posted on our website at decal.ga.gov. And those are also updated as well. But uh, go to the website or use the email in case you have uh, additional questions. Uh, Nina, it was great to have you with us. Christy, Barb, thank you so much. Good luck with all uh, of the inner workings of this power payment process. Thanks for having us. Thank you. We're really excited about this. It really is a great thing. And uh, let's not lose sight of that. It's a tremendous way to recognize uh, our, our workforce and we owe them so much um uh, for the past year amazing um the commissioner in addition to these payments some decal employees qualified for a one-time state bonus of one thousand dollars what can you tell us about that uh they did so uh the general assembly and the governor approved a one-time one thousand dollar bonus for any full-time state employee making less than eighty thousand dollars a year and a large majority of our decal staff qualified for that and so they received that payment in i believe um, their March, their last March paycheck. So that's already been received by those employees that were eligible. And um, it was just, again, in recognition of all of their hard work during the pandemic, because just like childcare providers, uh, state government can't shut down either. And so um, I know specifically our folks at DECAL um, have really done a great job of responding to the pandemic um, as best they could. And as I say over and over again, we haven't missed a beat. So I'm glad that the governor and the legislature were able to um, provide that for them. And once again, we'll put in the caveat, the reason they received their payments fairly <laughs> quickly is because they're on our payroll <laughs> at DECAL. Right. And um, it, it's much easier to do it uh, that way. Also, more breaking news today on the podcast. We're really making a lot of headlines here. Great news, actually, for families who received CAP scholarship assistance in paying for child care. Uh, through the Federal Coronavirus Response and Relief Supplemental Appropriations Act, DECAL has received funds to help eligible Georgia families negatively impacted by the pandemic pay for their child care. And uh, we're using this historic investment in early learning to support families through a special initiative we call ACCESS. You know, we love a good acronym here at DECAL, Awarding Child Care Education Scholarships Supplements. And uh, tell us about access. This is like uh, we're, we're paying the full price uh, for some families. That's right. So um, any families that are currently receiving a CAP scholarship that, as we know, is our child care subsidy program and helps uh, them with the cost of child care. All families have usually have some type of out-of-pocket tuition expense, whether it's uh, the family fee um, that's charged or sometimes there's a difference between what the CAPS rate pays and what the actual rate is that the provider charges. And so. Uh, DECAL will be paying the entire tuition for those children on CAPS. Um, And so that will be no out-of-pocket tuition expenses for 50,000 children and their families. And we have committed to doing that beginning May 17th, which I mentioned was a big day at DECAL. Uh, That becomes effective May 17th, and we will pay the full tuition for those CAPS families through October of 2022. And so we really hope that uh, those families uh, we'll see the benefit in, um, in that, and we hope that it will help them and really help with continuity of care for their children as they attend quality early learning in Georgia. Yeah, it's great news. It represents a lot of savings uh, for them for a fairly lengthy period, October 2nd, 2022. Um, they don't have to do anything. That's just automatically applied. Is that how that's going to work? That's right. They don't have to do anything. We will pay the providers directly, and we ask the providers not to charge those families any tuition. We know there are other fees that many providers um, you know, charge, whether it's 
an activity fee or maybe a meal fee in some cases. And of course they can continue to charge those, but um, CAPS will be paying the full cost of tuition for those families. All right, great news. Starting May 17th, again, another big day around uh, here at DECAL. If you have more questions uh, about access and the CAPS program, you can call their number. It's one 833 the number four, G-A, CAPS, C-A-P-S. Or if you're challenged like I am, it's one 833 for more information. All kinds of breaking news on today's podcast. Now your questions from the water cooler. Hi, my name is Cindy Kicklider, and I work in the nutrition division here in Atlanta. My question for Commissioner Jacobs is about State Employee Recognition Week. We just wrapped up a fun week of activities recognizing our decal employees for their dedication, hard work, and commitment. And I'm wondering, what do you appreciate most about the decal team? Well, uh, great question, Cindy, and thank you for your efforts on State Employee Recognition Week. I know you were a big help through all that, uh, as well as our EAG and many others. So thanks to everyone for helping us do a second week virtually next year. I'm counting on cake with Callie. That's my favorite day. Really? Um, You know, decal is just an amazing place uh, to work and an amazing team to be a part of. And I just can't say enough about, you know, the people Um, not only are uh, the decal team is creative and smart and dedicated, but they're just good people to be around. It's really uh, fun to actually just get to know everyone on a personal level. And really, you know, their, uh, their work history is always really impressive. It's almost like everyone has started in childcare and has that experience from the ground up, which is, I think really, really important to the work we do. So we actually relate to uh, the childcare providers that we try to support every day. You know, it was fun. We had uh, a lot of virtual games that people could play like Decal Bingo and Flat Cali. But one of my favorites, I had, we had over 50 entries, was uh, called the, the Decal Pet Match Game. Uh, I think they called it Pound. Uh, now I'm trying to remember exactly what it was called, but it was a fun thing where it's like you get the dog out of the pound by matching the dog's picture or the pet's picture with their owner. And it wasn't easy. I mean, you had 50 to choose from, and I know our dogs were in there. There were some really cute dogs uh, among the group, I'll have to say. Yes, I, I did enter my pet, <laughs> uh, Toby, but there were some really cute pets among the decal team. Very impressed. I don't know how these dogs and some cats and maybe even other animals yeah. um, are going to respond when we get back to normal. <laughs> I know just a lot of them uh, were brought into homes during the pandemic. So uh-huh. who knows? Keep your yeah. fingers crossed, but yeah. lots of fun. And we hope everybody enjoyed it, even though it was virtual, but I'm with you. I, I hope we're in person uh, for next year's celebration. And it's time to give you a chance at winning a nice prize in the decal download quiz. We'll draw one name from all the correct answers to this question. Email your response to decaldownload at decal.ga.gov. Here's the question. When does the application process open for the power supplemental payments? When does the application process open for the power supplemental payments? payments. Answer that correctly. We'll draw one name from all the correct answers. You could win a prize from Chick-fil-A, Children's Museum of Atlanta, College Football Hall of Fame, Gwinnett Stripers, The School Box, Stars and Strikes, Stone Mountain Park, The Roof and Skyline Park at Pont City Market, or Wild Adventures Theme Park. Thanks to all of our sponsors and get involved. Good luck. 
Thanks for tuning in to Decal Download. For more information, visit our website at decal.ga.gov. The conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. Follow Commissioner Jacobs on Twitter at C-O-M-M Jacobs.